Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast that explores the world within and out. And thank you for subscribing to Traveling Inside Out, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you get rated on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. Thank you. Before we start, I don't usually do this, but before we start, I have to say because some circumstances that are a bit out of my control, today's episode is going to probably sound a bit uh, worse or like bad, like yeah, worse than usual. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. I will try my best for next week to be back to the regular sound. But also, I'm in New York and I'm going to be here for a bit. <laughs> and so there are sounds that are out of my control <laughs> and I do not own a podcast room or anything like that. So if you hear like a police car and stuff like that, it's just New York being New York. <laughs> Today is World Mental Health Day. And I need to make this episode about this because even in the name of my podcast, you know that I do like to talk about the journey within. Traveling Inside Out is about the out, (laughs) exploring the world outside of us, but then inside, exploring the world within us. And that's very highly connected with mental health. In fact, I put together a Spotify playlist for those interested in listening to all of the episodes in which I'm mentioning mental health in one way or another, usually issues that I've struggled with. Uh, And if if you want to find it, you can just go to my website, alinaigradgrad.com, and you can find it under the tab of podcast. So I want to start uh, the subject of mental health and World Mental Health Day we figuring out what is it that what's like why is this a thing um my understanding is that it's celebration it's celebrated every year on october 10th and it's organized by the world federation for mental health and endorsed by the world health organization um now we all know that we went through a pandemic and we all know we all knew that the pandemic brought up a lot of mental health uh, problems in the world. And I'm curious to hear from you, my listener, if you actually went through a similar case like me. In 2020, even though it was the most shocking year because everything got shut down, nothing that we knew felt the same anymore. In a way... I was doing better in 2020 than in 2021. I kind of managed to cope and I was I was doing the good thing. I was, you know, I, I was following all of the rules. I was stuck in Iceland at the time. But then 2021 came and the pandemic wasn't over and I was exhausted and then I, I wasn't able to find a job and I've seen my self-worth attached to finding a job. So everything declined so bad that I had one of my worst episodes in my depression and anxiety and all of that um, at some point last year. I'm, he- I'm curious to hear from you, my listener, if you actually uh, went through the same, let's say, Uh, wave 2020 mental health wise was better than 2021 even though 
probably uh, disease-wise, it was way worse in 2020. Um, I mean, obviously, because then we got the vaccine, nobody wanted to take the vaccine. I'm not going to get in all of that. Anyway. Something that I didn't know is that every year there is a theme surrounding uh, Mental Health Day. Um, and so uh, this year's theme is Make Mental Health and Well-Being for All a Global Priority. I love the fact that you see more and more people talking about it because at the end of the day, I believe that the most important uh, step in overcoming your mental health problem is to acknowledge them and talk about them. But when you feel alone, which I've done, which I, I did, I, I, di I did feel alone, um, it's difficult, but maybe when you see all over uh, the internet or all over whatever you're following, people who maybe you look up to talking about mental health and you see them actually making sense and you see like, oh, they really, like it's not just, it's not just a paragraph that they are reading. They are really talking about their struggles. It makes you a little bit like a, it brings you a sort of comfort and I'm struggling to talk about it because it's never easy, but I am trying. I am trying. And so I can give us an example, which was in my, in my knowledge, the first time when I've seen a video like this is uh, the pilots from Formula One. If you have been following me for a while, you know that I, I love Formula One. I've been watching it since the, since the late 90s. Uh, with some breaks, but I've been watching it since then. And it was so interesting to see that I put out uh, today a video in which every pilot or most of the pilots are talking about the importance of mental health. And so thinking about that, I also want to share... I mean, I, I've shared already so much on this podcast and my hope is that through my sharing, people can listen and maybe think that they are not alone because, again, I really did feel alone um, a lot of times when I was struggling the most and I did feel like nobody is in my corner or nobody is understanding where I'm coming from, which uh, I was wrong because... Even though not, nobody's, nobody's living my life experience, I'm the only one going through everything. Like No matter how much I'm sharing with others, I'm the only one knowing exactly everything that happened. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> depending on how much I remember. Uh, but it's important when you are in a group, and that's what I did. I, I went for the class. I, I talked about it last year the cognitive behavioral therapy and being in that group made me understand that we all have all sorts of problems and some of them might seem uh, easier to tackle than others, but we all are struggling one way or another. And that's okay. This is what I want to emphasize. And that's okay. So um, I have... I'm going to talk more about my trip to New York this time around on a later, like in a, in a couple of months, like on a later podcast, I'm going to explain to you way more. But for now, I just have to say that 
I am happy to realize that I have been in a very stressful situation, or more than one actually, and a lot of things didn't go my way because I do make plans and I do like to have an idea of the things that are to come. Uh, which I know it's never granted and it's not about that. It's not about believing that everything is granted and everything should be given to me the way that I'm imagining it. But I want to say that so far I've dealt quite okay with all the stressful situations that I've been through. And one of the things that I've learned is when you get overwhelmed, you need to focus on, like you need to divide the things that are very stressful in smaller portions so you can digest them uh, easier, <laughs> in an easier <laughs> I think I've lost myself in this metaphor. But this is one of the tools. And you will hear this a lot if you go to therapy uh, any sort of therapy, I think, you will hear this a lot about getting tools to be able to um, cope with the, the problems that you are in. Again, I'm not going to talk about medication because I've never tried and I'm not condemning medication. It's just that this is not my experience, so I cannot talk about it uh, from my perspective, right? So just, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking about mental health and I'm talking about your behavior, this is my path. I chose cognitive behavioral uh, therapy and it worked for me. And this is why I'm only mentioning this way. But mental health issues, and there are so many different uh, that people can struggle with, they have different solutions and it's not it's never something that works for me it works for something someone else uh, you just need to try and see what can make uh, your situation better because at the end this is the um, the main point is that we want to live uh, healthier right and that also as i was saying includes mental health coming back to the tools that i was talking about as I was saying, one of them is for me to try to focus on smaller details because when the bigger picture is too overwhelming, my way of coping is to try to split apart the issues in such a way that I can easy, like I can address them in an easier way. But at the same time, just because you learn how to cope a bit better with stressful situations or with things that give you anxiety, that doesn't mean that uh, you're losing the battle. I'm just using like quotation marks. Um, you're losing the battle if at some point you get too tired or you are crying or uh, you go for a nap because it's too overwhelming, even though... You have tried to cope and so on. And that's what I'm still doing. When it is way too difficult for me to understand the situation I'm in and what makes me spiral usually and make sometimes the situation look worse than it is, is for me to either... It depends, of course, on the situation. I'm, I understand that. 
So I'm either crying and that's a, a, a sort of a release or I'm trying to nap or I'm watching uh, something or most of the time if you work something with your hands um, I'm gonna get back into crocheting pretty soon if you work something with your hands or you occupy basically your physical body with something uh, that's going to help I've also when I was in Iceland the last uh, few months I went uh, swimming and because I'm a slow, I'm, I, I said this plenty of times in my podcast, that I'm a slow hiker. I'm also a slow swimmer. Uh, but I am persevering, so I'm still doing the laps. But it takes, a, like, it takes a while. And so, because there's no way for me during swimming to grab the phone and try to distract me, that is also a sort, if you want, it can also be a sort of meditation. And what was interesting for me, other than just uh, thinking, and sometimes maybe overthinking, that that still happens. I'm not saying that uh, I'm not doing this stuff anymore. It's just that I'm trying not to let them um, interfere with my well-being. So what was interesting for me was to also pay attention where my mind drifts off when I have no distraction because when I'm swimming I mean I am concentrating a little bit on the swimming but not that much and so my mind is free to wander places and it was interesting for me to notice what were uh, the things every day was different obviously or maybe not but for me it was um, and then realizing that oh so this thing actually still bothers me if this is where my mind goes, um, I'm saying a lot of uh, <laughs> because I'm still feeling a bit uncomfortable talking about this. But once again, I'm going to keep going. So this is another tool. And this is where I wanted to, to get to. This is another tool. When, um, when your mind drifts or starts spiraling or anything like that, if you can have the, the um, I don't know, the strength to try to see it a little bit from afar and, or like let yourself lose, like lose yourself into, into the spiral only for you to understand where does it need to go and what is it at the bottom of that spiral. Um, so if you can see yourself thinking about that, that's another tool. And speaking about spiraling, one of uh, another tool that I used in the last two weeks is when I was panicking about scenarios that were made in my head because nothing was decided, but there were scenarios made in my head. I had to do, and again, this is another tool that I've learned in cognitive, uh, in uh, behavioral therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. This is how everybody is calling it is when you, when you go down on those spiraling, keep thinking that things are going to go from bad to worse and so on, it's worth asking yourself, uh, then what? So I can give you an example. I was struggling to, ca- to sell my car, and I've talked about it in a few episodes uh, uh, before in season four, 
I talked about it and I mentioned that it was such a struggle. So because I was starting to be very anxious and uh, unhappy and depressed and all of that, I tried to go a bit and try to understand why, like, why I'm so scared that I'm not going to be able to sell my car or stuff like that. So I had to ask myself, so if the car is broken, then what? Then I cannot use it. Then what? Then I don't actually need a car to function in Iceland. Okay. So then what? Then I'm going to try to sell it. Then what? Then somebody won't give me, like, I've, I'm going to lose money because I paid more for the car than I will get now in return, plus the money that I put into the car. Then what? Then I'm just going to lose money. And then when it all came up to realizing that I'm just going to lose money and realizing that this is not something that I can control anymore. It's out of my control because the damage was already done and I am not a mechanic and I do not have any friends that are mechanics that I can help me. So the mechanics is telling me that it's costing like so, so, so much. Then um, the only way for me to understand was to see that, okay, so I'm scared to lose money, but I'm going to lose money regardless if I'm scared or I'm not scared about it. And that's when I, I, I managed to breathe a bit uh, like lighter, let's say. I'm just giving an example. You can obviously work this exercise with whatever issues you are struggling. If you ever get into a spiraling uh, way of thinking, which is never, never, never fun. So this was my example. But that being said, I want now to get to my new favorite segment of the podcast when I'm going to share, um, you know, comfort zone stories. So let's do it. I'm back on Reddit. And I think today's uh, subject is actually quite interesting because I chose it kind of on um, on the subject, more or less. So this person says, um, working with mentally handicapped people. Now, this was nine years ago. I don't know if this is still a correct term to, to call uh, the people who are struggling with uh, these kind of issues. But anyway, they continue. When I was in high school, I had almost a fear of, of uh, mentally handicapped people. I would get nauseated and anxious and generally felt uncomfortable. I didn't understand a lot of what was wrong with them and I didn't really want to. Fast forward to my 20s and I needed a job and my friend gets me one in the day hub at the local uh, ARC. At first, it was hell. I couldn't eat and I was very, very nervous. But the more I became educated about everyone's different situations, the more I realized that there is nothing to be scared about. I was being a giant D-bag and needed to get over it. So I just, I did just that. I worked there for almost three years and the only reason I quit was in the end I really didn't agree with a lot of the ways upper management was handling the quote-unquote bad ones. 
Um, and then they are sharing one of their favorite memories, which was taking the van out to take everyone for coffee. And the specific song came on. And now whenever they hear that song, they are always, always remembering that good memories with the patients that they were uh, working with. Um, uh, so it's, it's, and somebody else says, I just want to like to, to just add to that. Somebody else says, I just started last month. I've been hanging out with them weekly and we always have a blast. They're some of the most loving and trusting people on the planet. I highly recommend it. You'll never get as many hugs again in your life. And this is so sweet. It's like. It's like my my heart is aching. That was so 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 sweet. Um, so yes, this is another way of getting outside of your comfort zone. Story, uh, I'm sorry, comfort zone. Uh, when you get outside of your comfort zone, is when also you are challenging your own prejudice. And we are taught to be scared of things that we don't understand. And maybe it is a bit genetically as well, because as a species, we want to survive. So whatever is not like us, I don't know. I, I am, I have not studied this. I'm just saying it out of my brain right now. So I, it's, I'm not saying that I know exactly what I'm talking about in this specific moment, but probably the unknown makes us uh, scared or uncomfortable and so on. And reading this, especially today when it's the World Mental Health Day, it is so interesting to see when, even though the person who wrote, they were, they were uncomfortable thinking about people with these kind of problems, when they had to and they had no choice, they went for it, and even though in the beginning it was hard, in the end, they started to understand that when you start to understand better the group that you are afraid of, you're realizing that there's actually not... Like, you're, you're starting to understand a bit where, where they are coming from. And I love that. I have done something similar and I've talked again about this in a previous podcast episode for sure but shortly I was also very scared about the specific group of people and I went in the country where I knew that I'm going to find them and I was scared I know I was I was making jokes that when I'm gonna get in that country the first person who's gonna look at me I am gonna start crying so um, it is, and coming back to, to mental health, this is actually uh, another tool that you can use when you have anxiety or fears. Um, it's never intended for you to get rid of any feelings because your body still wants to protect you. But another way of dealing with it is for you to expose yourself to the thing that you are scared of. And I've done that before I talked about it once again in a previous episode about the boat. I talked about the boat for sure. The boat with me being scared, which is actually something that I want to bring up because I realized that I want to come back to the previous episode and kind of correct 
or something uh, like that regarding my uh, previous episode because I'm listening back to it and I'm realizing that I could give more information about what I am talking about. And one of the things is the fear that I was talking about, which was for me, um, I was talking about the both. So it's actually called megalophobia, which is a fear of large objects. And it can be, um, it can be, like uh, a fear of uh, like large ships or airplane or huge sculptures or huge animals or stuff like that. I've never been scared of the plane, but I just realized that I've never actually been like under, uh, like I'm always going in, in from, from, um, from the side, right? So I'm not sure if I would be scared of the plane if I would be in front of it. But I can promise you, I'm still very un- feeling very uncomfortable uh, when uh, <laughs> there is a boat. And spoiler alert, I'm going to go on a cruise in a um, couple of months. So uh, I'm going to tell you then how uh, my phobia is going to work because uh, my partner that I'm going with knows about it. I don't know if he remembers, but the rest of the group, they don't know about my uh, fear, which is called megalophobia and let's read one more i'm always going to try to do two subjects per episode so another person says not going to college right out of high school everyone else was going but i didn't feel it didn't feel right traveled the world and learned a lot then came back home and decided i hated the jobs i could get without a degree went to college and was way more committed to school than i ever would have been before Um, now obviously there are people who are saying not everybody gets to uh, just travel the world after high school some people just go to mcdonald's after high school and there's that now obviously you know what (laughs) there's always going to be people complaining about what you're saying but i understand this person and i understand this person only because when i graduated high school I did not want, I did not know what university to follow. And the only reason why I chose journalism, because by the way, in case that you didn't know, I have a bachelor's degree in communication specialized in journalism. The only reason why I did that, because I eliminated basically all the other possibilities, even though it was like a, like a, in, I didn't check literally every single subject that I could ever do. For me, it was nothing that has math in it because I knew that I sucked it and I didn't like it and I didn't enjoy it. And then I was like, well, geography, I'm going to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. Um, Literature, I don't want to be a teacher. Uh, Languages, I'm not that good at languages. So that's the no. So then the only thing that was left was communication and then journalism, even though in journalism I was like, but I don't want to do the news. Like I want to do more like documentaries or stuff like that. Um, So in my case, i 100% sure I would have not have the money to travel the world after graduating high school. But I'm just saying that it's not that I regret that I went. I'm just saying that I don't think that it's fair to ask 
or at least in my case, to ask people when they are in like 2021, 20, or like, no, you gra- I graduated high school when I was 19, 18, I think. So how should I know what I want to do? Like, that's so early in life. And that's also sad because after studying for 12 years, I didn't know what I want to do. And that's sad because if anything, school should prepare you to understand what your skills are and uh, should make you feel comfortable or at least to know what you don't want which I, I thought that I knew that I didn't want math, but now I don't. I still don't like math. But there are other subjects that I'm, I, I might be attracted to. And another thing that I have to mention is that when I started traveling, especially doing the South American trip for nine months, or eight months, or whatever, how many months it was uh, back in 2017-18, I've learned a lot of history, which history was never my my... Like a, or like a good subject for me. Like never, never, never have I ever. Uh, it was never something that I enjoyed studying. But <laughs> it's also funny because I'm I'm just rem- I'm I just remember that today is Columbus Day, but Indigenous uh, Day for those who know that Columbus was a shitman. Um, and so I'm going to mention that I never fully understood the damage that he did uh, colonizing America until I went to South America. Um, and as a European, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that. Like, I feel guilty and I don't know what to do. La, 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 la. I'm not going to blame the victim here because in this case I'm not. But I do have to say that as a European, I feel like shit thinking how much damage we Europeans brought. Now, granted, I'm not from Spain, I'm not from Portugal, I'm from Romania, we technically didn't conquer much, almost nothing, Um, but still. Anyway, back to what the person was saying, I actually think that we should take time, no matter when, at some point in our life, we should take time off, be it a month, a year, or whatever, to fully understand what makes us tick. And I'm saying that because I'm in my mid-30s and I am still discovering what I'm good at, how I can make money, and how I can basically give my support because I want to... Uh, basically, I want to be able to help people with my skills. And I've been sharpening quite a few skills uh, until now, but I'm still struggling to find basically the balance between how I can help others, how I can also make a living, and how I can still find things exciting in my career. But that's just uh, me. I'm curious to know from you if... And when would you take a break? And if you also consider that someone uh, not going from high school directly to college or whatever, if that's a mistake or do you think that is uh, something benefic in one's life? And if you are interested to know more about that, you can listen to, I think it's uh, season two, 
um, the interview with Jackie because she kind of did that. She did something like that. She uh, decided that school is not necessarily for her. She started traveling the world for a few years. And then eventually she went back to school. Maybe it was her writing that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. So, yes, please tell me if you knew that today is World Mental Health Day. And if you do, if you are doing anything special to uh, commemorate this day. And is commemorate the right word? I have a feeling that I'm using it in the, in the wrong context. Uh, but also, can I get a break because I'm not a native English speaker, please? <laughs> Be kind to me today because, again, it's World Mental Health Day. Um, and I it wasn't so easy to talk about it, especially since I didn't have anything script. I only literally wrote on my agenda Mental Health Day, and that's it. So thank you uh, for telling me how do you, if you celebrate today. This concludes today's episode. Thank you for listening and for reviewing Traveling Inside Out. If you want to get in touch with me, send an email to podcast at alinaigrad.com. And remember, your outer journey begins with inner work. Until next time.